But the whole purpose of prayer really is to be able to get to a place where, as Paul says, to be able to pray without ceasing. And there are specific forms of prayer we can do at certain times, but to get to a place where you can actually just sort of live and breathe the presence of God, that no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, uh, you are aware of the presence of God in your life, that you're reflecting on the presence of God, that the presence of God becomes just kind of like the air you breathe, to pray without ceasing. Uh, and this can make a huge difference just kind of in our, our daily walk when we are just recognize the presence of God in every moment. So another form of prayer that can be, a lot of people find helpful is, is actually journaling your prayers and actually writing them down. And so instead of just sitting there and trying to, to pray stuff, uh, to journal them. And this is really good if you're like me, who's really hyperactive and, you know, got a little a bit of ADHD to, uh, to help you focus. I mean, if I just try to sit there and pray I'll be thinking about lunch and thinking about the 10 things I need to do and what's happening next week and what happened the week before and, and I'll lose my mind. And for a long time, I actually found prayer actually extremely frustrating. And I would be just, you know, why can't I do this? Why can't I focus? Well, I'm such a horrible Christian that I can't focus. And, and I began to realize that, you know, there are a lot of different kinds of people and different ways of praying. But journaling can actually help people like me, who are a little bit hyperactive, because when you're writing your prayers, you're actually focused and you're doing something. This is similar to, um, again, for me, like if I walk and pray, I pay far more attention than if I just sit and pray. Uh, because there are some folks that are wired that you just need to be doing something, you know, like the fidget spinners or walking or writing or something what actually helps you focus a lot more. And so journaling your prayers helps you... Um, focus. But the other cool thing about journeying, journaling prayers, it allows you to look back. And it's amazing how quickly we can forget about answered prayer. And I don't know about you, but we focus on that. Why isn't God answering my prayer? And we forget about the, the hundreds of times he has. And the cool thing, at least for me, is when I look back in my journal, because I've written down, like I usually do in point form, my prayers, I can go back and, wow, God worked that out. And he answered that prayer and, and that got fixed. And, and it can be quite exciting to look back through your journal because you have all these prayers that are written down and you remember the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God as you read through those. And it also helps many people hear God better. That when you're learning to hear God's voice, a lot of people find it easiest to, when they say, you know, ask a question like, God, what's on your heart? Or God, what do you have for me today? To, as God speaks to your spirit, to just begin to write that out. Um, a lot of people find that sort of the easiest way to begin hearing God's voice. And so journaling can be very effective. And so you may want to try that. If you haven't tried that, you can even just type them out on your computer. That's, that's what I do. Uh, another form of prayer is called listening prayer. And we did a little bit of that this morning before we took communion. And again, this is where you simply ask God a question and you listen um, and you can journal out what you feel God's answer is. You can just hear what God's answer is. Sometimes you can do listening prayer for another person. God, what do you have for this person, person's life or heart? And some good questions to kind of start if you want to begin on listening prayer is to ask God, uh, God, what's on your heart for me today? And then you just kind of sense whatever is kind of speaking in your spirit or what's going on in your spirit. And you just kind of write it down. Uh, or what is on your heart for my workplace? Or what do you think of me? Or what do you want me to become more aware of? Or, you know, a good question I like to ask is, God, what question do you want me to ask you? 
because usually his questions are better than my questions. And you just simply ask God a question and you listen and you write it down or you just hear and then you respond. And this is called listening prayer. And a lot of folks do this kind of praying. Uh, another form of prayer is called soaking prayer. And this prayer is very much about receiving instead of doing. Uh, we tend to be, especially in the West, very much doers. We like to sing in our worship, so we're doing something for God. We like to talk a lot when we're praying, so we're doing something for God. We like to, to serve, so we're doing something for God. And sometimes God says, actually, I just want you to receive. Because we know any true love relationship is always a giving of love and receiving of love. It doesn't matter if it's a marriage or a friendship or your relationship with God, there's always a giving of love and a receiving of love. And soaking prayer is a time where you, you simply receive the love of God. You don't do anything except for just kind of rest in the presence of God. And uh, this would kind of perhaps be related to Matthew 11, where Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And soaking prayer gives you an opportunity just to receive rest and to sit in the, the rest that God actually is and to just simply receive. And there's lots of forms of soaking prayer. You can, uh, there's soaking prayer with music, or they're singing in the background. You can just put on maybe your favorite Christian song and just lie on the floor and just receive. They're soaking prayer with simple instrumental music. They're soaking prayer with, with guided prayer where someone maybe speaks scripture verses as the music is playing or uh, does a form of prayer. We did guided prayer last week or two weeks ago. They're soaking prayer with scripture. They're soaking prayer with silence where you just sit there total in silence and there's kind of prophetic soaking prayer where someone maybe uh, speaks uh, over you what, what God has on his heart for you. And so lots of different forms of soaking prayer. And we're going to take a moment to do about three or four minutes of this. And we're going to do soaking prayer with guided prayer because it'll probably work um, in, in this environment perhaps better because there's always um, stuff going on here. And so we're going to take maybe three or four minutes and just uh, do some soaking prayer with guided prayer. So you might just want to get more comfortable, take a deep breath, uh, perhaps close your eyes and just receive. Uh, there's nothing to do just to receive. So thank you, Father, that your mercies are new every morning. Today's mercies are brand new. And your mercy endures forever. So I just breathe in your love. Just breathe in your affirmation for me. I breathe in your encouragement. I breathe in your strength. You are closer to me than I could ever possibly imagine. And I just pray by your Holy Spirit today that there would be a quickening in my heart so I could comprehend the truth 
that will set me free because it is for freedom's sake that Jesus Christ set me free. Free from the yoke of slavery, free from sin, free from judgment, free from condemnation, free to be who you created me to be. Because I am your workmanship. I am your masterpiece. Father, I pray today that the eyes of my heart would be open to the truth that I am your masterpiece. I am not a mistake. I am not a failure. I am not a disappointment to you. Because when you look at me, you see me through the lens of your own son, Jesus Christ. Because no longer I that lives, but it is Christ that lives in me. I have been joined with Jesus. I am in him and he is in me. So I pray today, Papa, that the Abba cry would begin to resound from the very core of my being. Abba, Father, you really are my Father, and I really am your child. Thank you that your Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Father and the Spirit of the Son, has made his home in me. And he bears witness with my spirit that I am your beloved child, that I am your beloved heir. So I cry, Abba, Father. You have not given me a spirit that makes me a slave to fear, but you have given me the spirit of sonship the spirit of the son, the spirit of the firstborn, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the Lion of Judah, the King of kings and the Lord of lords and my big brother, my savior, my Lord, my master, my friend. I thank you that I am your beloved child. So that's just a sample of uh, sort of guided soaking prayer, and um, of course it usually be longer than that. But um, but you can find those on YouTube. You can just type in soaking prayer, and you'll find all different kinds of examples where you can uh, just lie on the floor in your chair, and uh, and just soak in the presence of of God. 
another form of prayer from church history is called Ignatian contemplation. And uh, this is where you, you pray imaginatively with a gospel story. You allow the event to unfold through your imagination. You, you apply your senses. You watch, listen, taste, smell, and feel what is happening around you. You allow yourself to creatively interact with the other persons in the event, especially Jesus. The prayer develops as you live into a scripture story with all your senses and imaginations. And uh, Ignatian uh, came up with this idea, uh, particularly from, from 1 John chapter 1, uh, where it says, What was from the beginning we have heard, and we have seen with our eyes, and we have looked upon and touched with our hands, uh, concerns the word of life. For the life was made visible, we have seen it. And testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was made visible to us. We have seen and heard. Uh, we, uh, what we have seen and heard we proclaim to you so that you too may have fellowship with us, with us. For our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And so we see here that a lot of the senses are involved. And, and he's saying, let's, let's, let's bring this and make this alive as we read the scriptures today. And so he develops the idea of reading scripture and then just applying all your different uh, senses to that, that scripture. And so uh, we'll just use the scripture to do a, just a quick rendition of this. And so let me just read this and then, and then we'll uh, just do a, a quick Ignatian contemplation. Uh, so in Matthew 19, it says, One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could lay his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But Jesus said, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. And he placed his hands on their heads and blessed them before he left. And so usually you would maybe read it a couple times, but we can just, we'll just read it the once. And you kind of close your eyes and... Um, just kind of lay out the scene in your mind. I mean, we see there's parents and there's children, and there's the disciples and there's Jesus. And you kind of just lay out the setting. Is, uh, is it a hot day? Is it a cooler day? Is the sun shining? Is it morning? Is it evening? Is it dusty? Is it rainy? And so you try to really put yourself into this scene. Uh, what, are, what are people wearing around you? Who are you in this scene? Are you one of the, you can be a disciple, you could be a parent, you could be a child, you could be someone who is looking into the scene. Is it crowded? Is it sparse? And what are the smells that you smell? There's a lot of people around, maybe you smell sweat. If it's sunny, maybe you smell fresh air. If it's more sparse and outdoors and beautiful, do you taste anything in the air? And then you just picture maybe these parents coming up and, and they're excited because Jesus is, is in town and, and, uh, and, and they're, they're bringing their kids along. And what, are, what expressions do you see on the parents' face, faces? Uh, what was going on in, on the faces of these children as maybe they're excited to see Jesus? What are the parents saying to each other? What are the kids doing? And then you see these parents spot Jesus. And the disciples as well spot these parents. And, 
all of a sudden you see these disciples get up and they begin to rebuke the parents. They begin to, to say, no, I mean, Jesus is too busy. Or what, what is it that you hear the disciples saying to the parents as they try trying to keep the parents and the kids away from Jesus? How are the, the parents responding? What is going on in the faces of the children? And even ask what is going on in your own heart. And even bring in more application. Maybe is, it, is there, are there times when maybe you keep people away from the excitement of Jesus and try to tame things down. And then you see Jesus. He sees what's going on. And he stands up and he says, let the little children come to me. How do the disciples respond to that? How do the parents and these children respond to that? And then you see Jesus welcoming these little children and maybe setting them on his lap and just blessing them. And what does that scene look like? What is that doing in your own heart? What does that tell you about who Jesus is? And then maybe as the parents and the, the children leave that scene, maybe Jesus looks at you and says, Come, let me, I want to bless you. And Jesus puts his arm around you and he, he says a blessing over you. What, what, what does he say to you? What do you say back to him? So you can kind of do this with with any uh, gospel story, and you can see you spent a long, long time doing that. It was very quick. Uh, but you could really sit in a, in a scene like that for a long time and just ask questions and explore and your senses and it can really bring the Bible alive. Um, maybe you're tired of reading the New Testament because you've been a Christian for ages. Uh, try Ignatian contemplation as you read through a scripture. Uh, some other forms of prayer which are, are very modern are uh, prayer apps. There are a lot of awesome prayer apps out there. Uh, that can help you in all different kinds of ways from those of you who are more contemplative and those of you who uh, maybe want to interact with others through prayer. And here's just a list of some. Abide is a prayer app that's more contemplative. I think we've even talked about that one here today. Um, it's just an app that has little 30-second or 2-minute or 5-minute little uh, reflections where you just kind of surrender to Jesus. Some of these apps um, will give you more uh, different times of uh, forms of devotions or prayers. Some of these apps are, are actually where you connect with other people in other parts of the world to have a prayer partner. And if you just kind of feel maybe alone and you don't have anybody to pray with you, of course there's other people willing to pray for you here, but uh, you can also connect with folks around the world on some of these, these prayer apps. 
Another form of prayer, which some Christians use, um, is called centering prayer. And this kind of prayer can freak out some sorts of Christians, but a lot of Christians do, do use it. Uh, and this is where you choose a word or a very f a short phrase, and you basically sit in silence and you will just say this word over and over and over again. It's called centering prayer. And uh, it's either a one word or just a very, very short phrase. It shouldn't be very long, but it could be simple. Sometimes God or Father or Abba or Jesus, Lord, peace, spirit, love, or a very short phrase like, I need you, I am yours, be with me, I love you. And you basically want to stay with the same word for the whole time, or the same phrase the whole time. And you're not trying to like dissect the meaning of the word, but you're, you're using this word more so to connect with God. So center and prayer works where you just kind of sit comfortably with your eyes closed. You, you pick this word that's going to help you center and, and connect with, with God. And then you're going to quietly introduce the sacred word into your mind as a symbol of God's heart posture towards God's presence. And this word is not like a mantra. And this is where some Christians kind of freak out. And uh, it, it's, it's not about the word. It's, it's allowing this word to help you connect. It's like a bridge, if you will. If you say like Jesus, Jesus, it, it's like you're absorbing in the presence of God and using this word to be a touchstone to focus your attention on God. And during this, if you get distracted, by thinking about lunch, like I probably will, uh, you just kind of go back to your word. And so, again, it's, it's more of a, a soaking kind of a thing. It's more of a receiving kind of a thing where you're really just trying to be aware of the presence of God and His love and His goodness around you. And so we're going to do just two minutes of uh, centering prayer. And so you may just want to right now, I'll go back, maybe uh, just pick a word or a short phrase that you want to use with this. Can just be one word or a short phrase. And then uh, I'm just going to have some music. And so basically you're going to close your eyes, take a few really deep breaths, and then just kind of slowly introduce that word. And again, don't focus on the word, but focus on the connection you have with, with God.
right, just two, two more. One of them's quick. Uh, this one's not quite as quick, but uh, another form of prayer that uh, Christians, millions of Christians use all over the world is uh, praying in tongues. And uh, we can't talk about all the various forms of prayer without talking about this because there are Christians all over the world that uh, pray in tongues. And speaks of this in the Bible. First uh, Corinthians 14, for instance, says, um, if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying. Or Ephesians 6.8, praying in the Spirit, and a lot of people see that as praying in, in tongues, the same idea, at all times on an every occasion. Uh, but at the least, 1 Corinthians 14 talks about praying in tongues. And if you ever heard someone pray in tongues, it just sounds like a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Um, and, um, but it's just, it's this idea of a spirit language. And of course, in Christianity, there's a wide range of, of views on this. There are some people who think it's from completely from the devil, and there's other people who think it's like the best thing in all of all of Christianity is praying in tongues. So you got every perspective on this. Um, but the idea is, uh, for those who see it as a, as a valid way of prayer, is is this this this, this prayer language that um, kind of the best way to explain it maybe is if, if you ever maybe been with somebody you love so much and you just don't have words to tell them how much you love them but you have this feeling of love, but you don't know how to express it. Or, or maybe you come across someone who's gone through something very tragic and, and you have this, this sense, but you just you don't have words to actually say what is going on. And this is where praying in tongues can, can happen because you're basic, your spirit has the sense and wants to speak, but it doesn't have English words. So you basically let it out in a kind of like a spirit kind of language. Um, another way to explain this is at least I explain it this way. There are people who see it more mysterious. I see it less mysterious, but it's very much like a jazz song. If you've heard uh, like a jazz singer, you know, uh, sometimes a jazz singer will be singing in real language and singing about stuff that we understand, but then they go into their solo where it's like beat up, the do up, and they just, they're just kind of doing this mumbo jumbo, but they're expressing the music through their lips. And praying in tongues can be very much the same way is that you're expressing what your spirit is saying and it comes out in kind of this mysterious language which um, the idea is that only, only God can understand. And uh, many people testify that praying in tongues can be extremely powerful and life-changing and, uh, and, and incredible miracles can happen. And we can't talk about praying in tongues without talking about Jackie Pullinger. Because of all the testimonies I know about praying in tongues, she's one that rings probably the loudest in my mind. Jackie Pullinger is a very famous missionary to Hong Kong. Um, kind of, she went to Hong Kong in the late, late 60s. Um, and she came to this place, which was called the Walled City in Hong Kong. It was torn down in the, in the 90s, but it was basically this gigantic slum where it was not like spread out like some slums, but it was just stacked on top of each other. And there were just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people in there. It was one of the, actually the world's biggest opium producers for a while came out of the city. It was filled with the triad gangs. The police didn't go there much. But she was 20 years old and she wants to go in there to, you know, make a difference and to share Jesus with these people uh, in this crazy, crazy, crazy place. And um, she, her work was so effective that the Queen of England actually acknowledged her for her work. Um, and right where that walled city was, there's actually a monument that is actually thanking Jackie Pullinger for her work. And the Hong Kong University gave her a honorary PhD for her work. But Jackie Pullinger would say that a lot of her success was actually due to praying in tongues, believe it or not. 
Uh, in her book, Chasing the Dragon, she says this. Every day, I prayed in the language. She's talking about praying in tongues of the Spirit. 15 minutes by the clock. I still found it to be an exercise. In other words, it wasn't an easy thing to do. Before praying in the Spirit, I said, Lord, I don't know how to pray or whom to pray for. Will you pray through me? And this is the idea of praying in tongues, is allowing God to pray through you. Will you pray through me? And will you lead me to the people you want, uh, who want you? And I would begin my 15-minute stint. After about six weeks, I noticed something remarkable. Those I talked to about Christ believed. I could not understand it at first and wondered how my Chinese had suddenly improved or if I had stumbled upon a, 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 a splendid new evangelistic technique. But I was saying the same thing as before. It was some time before I realized what had changed. This time I was talking about Jesus to people who wanted to hear. I had let God have a hand in my prayers and it produced a direct result. Instead of my deciding what I wanted to do for God and asking his blessing, I was asking him to do his will through me as I prayed in the language he gave me. Now I found that person uh, after person wanted to receive Jesus. I could not be proud. I could only wonder that God let me be a small part of his work. And so the emotion came. It never came while I prayed, but when I saw the results of these prayers, and she's talking about praying in tongues, I was literally delighted. And she ended up seeing thousands of healing. These people who, uh, she talked about the book, who were completely addict, addicted to opioids and, and totally received healing without having any effects. And this is an incredible book. But she relates a lot of this to her moment when she started to pray in tongues and to pray into the spirit language because the idea is, is you let God pray through you. It's not your own prayers and what you want. And because it says in 1 John that when you pray according to his will, he hears you. And so a lot of Christians utilize praying in tongues. Um, I do it sometimes when I don't know how to pray for somebody. I'll just kind of let my spirit pray. And it sounds really weird and it's kind of silly, but you know, Paul said your mind doesn't quite understand. But it is a form of prayer that a lot of Christians do actually use. And uh, you can find, uh, there's a great testimony, I'm not going to show it now, we're running out of time, but on YouTube, where she just talks about her experience. And if you just type in Jackie Plunger, you will probably find it on YouTube. And lastly, uh, there are pre-written prayers. Um, you can get all kinds of books filled with prayers that are already written. And sometimes people go, well, why would you pray something that's already written? Well, it's actually not a lot different than the songs we sing because we're singing pre-written songs. You can sing your own song to God or you can, re read a, you can sing a pre-written song. You can pray your own prayers to God or you can uh, read pre-written prayers. And sometimes pre-written prayers can be very helpful because it can help you pray for things maybe that you're not thinking of. And of course, there's like the Book of Common Prayer from the, the Anglican Church, or there's lots of websites with pre-written prayers. And so I just want to finish with a pre-written prayer. It says, Lord, you are always there waiting for me. May I never be too busy to find some time to spend in your presence. Lord, help me each day to seek your presence more and more. Fill my heart with love for you, and help me to be faithfully, fully alive to your holy presence. And fold me in your love. Let my heart become one with yours. Lord, grant me the grace to be free from the excesses of this life. Let me not get caught up in the desire for power and wealth. Keep my heart and mind free to love and serve you. Watch over me, Lord. I know that you are always by my side. Glory be to the Father 
and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you can find uh, these on lots of different websites and books, and sometimes they can kind of be helpful to have someone else pray. You can use the Psalms for this very reason.